Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. Today, I have a special guest with me. Paula Woodring is in the studio, and Paula has served with Samaritan's Purse for over 35 years. She serves as our Vice President for Quality Assurance and Social Media, and she is very busy, and it's often—it's not often that I have a time to sit down with her, but today she's allowing um, us to hear about her perspective through the ministry as we approach the 50th year anniversary of Samaritan's Purse. Paula, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for asking me. And so first of all, I always like to start with, how did God lead you to Samaritan's Purse? Well, that, that goes way back. I guess I would have to start with God's call on my life after I surrendered my life to Him. When I was 15, I felt His Holy Spirit calling me to surrender fully hmm. and say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, wherever it is you want me to go, I'll go. And as you know, that's a process sometimes coming to the point of giving it all. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I did that and I responded to an invitation to the Holy Spirit very clearly on my life. And so I just told him, whatever it is you want me to do. And I remember coming home and my mother saying, oh no, you're going to Africa. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, we don't know that. All I know is I'm going wherever God wants me to go. Mm -hmm. um, little did I know then that it would be serving through Samaritan's Purse mm -hmm. right here in Boone, but reaching around the world. So it's been such a privilege. Mm -hmm. And so you've been here, you know, since your early 20s. I mean, you've grown up in Samaritan's Purse and you've watched it change. Can you talk to me about the early days and what it looked like? I can. I was actually 19, so I mm. left my teens, had a birthday celebration here with the staff, who I didn't know very well at the time, just after starting with Samaritan's Purse. And um, when I think back to those days, the foundation was the same. The foundation mm. was on prayer. We met every morning just like we do now. Now there are 350 or 400 people in a room meeting for prayer and other offices around the country and around the world praying. But when it was 12 or 18 people, it was the same thing. And um, we, we took the prayer requests from people, from people who support the ministry with their prayers and their financial giving. We prayed for them in the same way that we do now, mm. all of these years later, 36 years later. So I love that the foundation is prayer. And we acknowledge the first thing of every day that we can't do it on our own. It's not our work, it's mm -hmm. God's work. And we need His help, His enabling, His anointing on what we do. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so important that um, we start the day with prayer and that has remained the same all through the years. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about the early days in the office on top of Dr. Furman's yes. office. Yes. With the squeak, uh, squeaky floor, um, <laughs> I remember, you know, when you walk down the hall, the floor creaked because they had added that second right. floor. And um, it was small, but it was called people doing the same work that, that, that we're doing today. Um, and at that time, to our small number of people, it seemed very big. But it's been amazing to watch how God grew it and expanded it and um, the projects multiplied, the opportunities for the gospel multiplied, but the work was the same. The projects were just fewer in number. Mm -hmm. And I love how you said the foundation has remained the same and same with the mission statement, essentially, you know, that has stayed the same. You know, God has allowed you to, or allowed Samaritan's Purse to accomplish different things, but it's always been the same, correct? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and the variety of projects is amazing. Sometimes I've had the privilege of sitting in at the very beginning of projects when mm -hmm. God would lay something on Franklin's heart that he needed to do. And at that moment, he would talk about it, but no one knew how that would actually take shape. Uh, things like Operation Christmas Child with a group of people in the room talking about how this can go to the next step, how we can communicate that in a brochure, how we can do the boxes, how we can do the shipping, the volunteers. Watching God work through all that has been amazing. From something very small, 11,000 boxes the first year, hmm. to you know, 11 million in a year now. That's, that's been incredible and that's been God. Mm -hmm. And so I love how you said you surrendered your life at 15, you know, to the Lord. But I imagine after 35 years of ministry, your, your faith has changed. How has Samaritan's Purse uh, challenged and shaped your faith? In many ways, because it's, it's a daily walk with the Lord. And what He's called me to do is so much beyond what I can do. Mm -hmm. I can't do this job myself. It has to be Him. I need His words in when we're writing and editing. I need His direction. And many times through the years, some of the most special times I remember were moments that the work, you're really beyond yourself. Mm -hmm. I can't fix this, I can't do this. What do you want done, Lord? So getting down on my knees in the corner of the office when no one's here um, to ask for help and wisdom. And thankfully, when we ask for wisdom, He's promised to give it abundantly. Mm -hmm. So I've relied on that verse through the year through the years, many things that I've been asked to do I've never done before and didn't know how to do. So I had to call on people outside mm -hmm. with expertise to help and ask the Lord for discernment and wisdom and how, how can we put this together in a way that honors you? One thing I've always appreciated about Franklin is his desire to do things with excellence. Mm -hmm. So that's reflected from our projects to our to our buildings, to events that we put on. He told me a very long time ago, we, this isn't uh, representing just me or my name, it's representing the King of Kings mm. and the Lord of Lords. Well, that gave me great motivation um, to work diligently at Quality Assurance, look at things as uh, what, what would honor the Lord in this situation. And so that, that adds perspective and sets the bar high for me and what I do. Mm -hmm. I love how you mentioned that, that there are times where you, you don't know what to do. And I think there are many quotes of Bob Pierce's that I love, but I love his principle of the God room. You mm -hmm. know, allow room for God to work where you don't, you don't think you can meet it. You can't meet it, I will meet it. Have you, can you share of a time where there was a God room event where you guys didn't have what you needed or you wanted to do something and God moved? Well, my God room moments may be much smaller than those that others would describe, but many times when we've needed something to come through with a printing vendor mm -hmm. or we've, uh, and God has miraculously come through and made it possible, yes, we can get this done within this amount of time. That's also God room. And I appreciate mm -hmm. so much uh, Him providing in that way. And when words are lacking, you know, what are, how are we gonna say this? What should we do? And then all of a sudden him providing the mm -hmm. words that are needed, that's, him, that's God room in my world as well. Mm -hmm. um, but in projects, I remember there have been many projects that 
people around the circle might have recommended Franklin not pursue. It was difficult. How are we going to do that? But asking God to give away and then, and then him providing away has been wonderful to watch. Another thing that has been so interesting is that we don't know, at the beginning, we don't know the end. We don't know what God has in store for a project when he lays it on someone's heart, lays it on Franklin's heart or leadership's heart, um, like Operation Heal Our Patriots. Mm. That's a wonderful project to help the marriages of uh, wounded veterans and their spouses. But who knew that half or more than half the people were going to come to faith in Christ? That's been the icing on the cake. That's been a, a surprise. It's not only helping marriages, but it's saving souls from hell. It's, it's putting forth the gospel and changing lives in addition to marriages. So God taking projects that were meant to do one thing and doing even more with them is also an example of God room, I think, allowing him to work his way, being obedient to what he tells you to do, and then seeing him do something even greater. Mm-hmm. And you touched on Franklin, you talking about being excellence, um, but can you talk to me about his leadership? And you work so closely with him and you get to see him up close. How has his leadership impacted you? Well, it's given me a lot more boldness. Mm-hmm. I appreciate his boldness as a leader. When the gospel's at, at stake, no cost is too high. So um, he's very persistent and diligent in getting the job done and finding a way to get the gospel out there mm-hmm. and always be sure um, to work it in. So I guess his boldness impresses me the most and makes me me more bold and want to share the gospel personally mm-hmm. um, more boldly and to make sure that it's in, there's no question We've got to make sure it's in every project that we do. It's it's never a question why we're doing what we're doing. How we do it may change, mm-hmm. but what we're doing doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love having you here because like you said, that has never changed. You know, why we do things, but mm-hmm. how we do it has a little bit mm-hmm. and we've been, you know, blessed with changes and resources and things. But mm-hmm. um, so talking to that, um, How has the ministry changed over the 35 years you've been here? I think uh, the biggest way that it's changed that you can see is size Mm -hmm. and reach, doing so many more things at the same time. But to me, it feels very similar. It just feels like we are doing the same thing that we were doing then. We're just Mm -hmm. doing more of it in different ways, which is exciting and feels like such a privilege to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And talking to that, you know, you started in the ministry very young. You know, we are now sending a group of apprentices. Um, what would you say to this new program and, and the young people that are joining ministry now? I would say the, the most important piece of advice I would give is always say yes to God. Mm-hmm. Be careful who you're listening to, but the only answer that's the right answer for God is yes. Many times... While I said yes to come here, my answer in the middle might have been, well, not right now, Mm -hmm. or let me evaluate that, and let me look at a better time to do that in my life. But there is no better time when God calls you to do something, to say something, to act on something. The answer is yes. I believe God blesses, 
and uses obedience. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing he's looking for. And that's what I would tell the apprentices, whether it's here at Samaritan's Purse or somewhere else, say yes to God. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it was Dr. Daggett in Kenya that said, you know, once God asked him to come, it was obey or not to obey. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't a yes or no. It was, Mm -hmm. am I gonna obey or not obey? And I Mm -hmm. think God does speak to us more when we obey. And I think you're right. That's a perfect way to say it. I know we've talked about projects, but can you explain to the audience, you know, what exactly, can you give us a breakdown of the different departments within Samaritan's Purse? Well, Samaritan's Purse had fewer departments, of course, when we started. And as we grew, they had to break off into mm. into multiple multiple departments. And we continue to do that today. So we have our implementing projects, departments like Operation Christmas Child and our International Projects Department and North American Ministries. Years ago, those were all one and they've had Mm. to split off as they grew and the work became became more refined and specific. So as we grow, we divide off. Communications used to include broadcast and at some point in time that divided to be broadcast and video and communications and the rest of that world. And then we have our administrative functions with corporate affairs and finance, everyone working together behind the scenes and on the front lines to accomplish the same purpose, getting the gospel out there. And we don't want to uh, forget HR. That's one of our important departments, human resources. And the people that God has called to Samaritan's Purse is one of the things that I appreciate most. I see him put it together like a puzzle, Mm -hmm. like pieces of a body that we can run a a race well and with endurance, but without all of those different skills and abilities that I'm constantly amazed at, we would falter, we would trip, we would limp, we wouldn't go at the same pace, we wouldn't be able to accomplish the same thing. So if we're looking for people who are not looking for for careers, but are coming here because of a calling, Mm -hmm. no matter the cost in their life, not the reward, the cost Mm -hmm. in their life to be here, then he, I have seen him make that into a team that he is using to do incredible ministry around the world. Mm -hmm. And it's a privilege to be a part of that. And that's why I love what I get to do because I think everybody here has a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. God has called them and maybe they're not even doing what they initially came to do, you mm-hmm. know, but God is using gifts, talents, and abilities. Um, it is truly the body of Christ, you know, getting to watch how each one is so important and the, the purpose is the same for everyone that works here, mm-hmm. you know, glorifying Jesus and bringing people to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the early days, you, you explained that beautifully. So it was really World Medical Mission, Operation Christmas Child and International Projects, correct? Oh, oh no, in the early days, there wasn't Operation Christmas Child. Uh, so that was probably 10 or 11 years That's after right. I had been here. That's right. So yes, we had World Medical Mission and international projects, and there was no North American ministries. We didn't really do projects within the United States. Mm. So That's right, the shoeboxes came in, what, 93? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Wow, yeah, it's just amazing to watch God work. And so I imagine you never would have even thought or imagined any of this, you know? So it's it's amazing to be able to do a job where you're just trusting the Lord. Yes, but all the time praying, God Mm -hmm. do more than we can think or imagine, um, Mm -hmm. like in scripture. And that's what he's done Mm -hmm. beyond what we could think or imagine. 
And so, and I know I talk about it all the time, but you know, we're not promised anything here on earth. You know, we are building an eternal kingdom and our treasures are in heaven and we are not doing things for, for his glory, but it is exciting to be able to watch mm-hmm. God work and see, um, see things that you're a part of. And I, I imagine you've traveled all over and there's probably so many, but can you share of a time where God has really just blessed you and said, well done, good and faithful servant, you know, that you've gotten to see a glimpse of kingdom work. Well, I really never feel well done, but I do mm-hmm. feel privileged to see um, God's hand at work. And that always culminates for me. The most touching moment is when you see someone accepting mm-hmm. Christ, whether that's at an event um, even a concert we do locally, wherever that is, if you are able to witness someone surrendering their life to Christ, that's that's the ultimate gift to me. Mm-hmm. We get to read about it sometimes and don't get to see it, and that's exciting too, but to get to see that happen is wonderful. Also to um, be a part of seeing um, Operation Christmas Child on the field, see those children get mm-hmm. the gifts, but know what else they're getting mm-hmm. is is a huge blessing because you begin to see people not as numbers, but as individuals. And you see the the child's life that's being touched and the mother that comes to pick them up after the event, how it's impacting their life. And um, I remember we went to a, a shoebox distribution and program where some of the children were AIDS patients. Mm-hmm. And they did a little special program for all of the other children and us. There were probably 10 of them. But to see them up there in joy, um, putting on a program for us, and knowing that this was touching and blessing their lives, and they were hearing about the gospel as part of the program, um, but they were also getting to feel very blessed, very loved by God, and very special in that moment. Uh, and to be able to watch each one of them and pray for them mm-hmm. meant a lot to me. You'd like to bring them all home, mm-hmm. um, but getting to see firsthand is a big blessing. Mm-hmm. I know you already shared how we can pray. That's usually how I close. Um, but I would love to know if there's a passage, a passage of scripture that is kind of a life verse or a life anthem or something right now God's teaching you. Well, it's not a new one. I'll go back to my foundation verse, and maybe it's. Uh, because I'm in need of so much help. Mm. Still, my daily prayer and daily need is from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. I'm always in need of His Mm -hmm. understanding, and I'm always needing to trust Him more, to just turn it over to Him and do it, because He can do what I can't. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. What a promise. If we Mm -hmm. give him the credit and the glory and we try to do that in the things that we communicate as well, he will direct your paths. So that's not just a personal verse, it's a ministry verse. Mm -hmm. As a ministry, we want to acknowledge him and give him the glory and we're trusting him to direct our path for the next step, wherever it is, whatever project that we're going to be doing. He answers that prayer for the ministry and for us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paula. And I appreciate your vulnerability and just sharing your heart because you do so much and you wear so many hats and you do it really well. So to hear you humbly just say that is really encouraging. So thank you. I appreciate you. your time and your insight over the many years that you've been serving. We well, appreciate it. Thank you for pulling back the curtain on so many of the stories and the wonderful people that we have here. Um, you may not realize it, but you're contributing to a treasure 
um, that we'll someday have to hear all of these stories mm -hmm. and know all of the people involved. And we're thankful that you're here mm -hmm. as well. well. It is my joy. I am humbled and I walk away every day just, wow, God, you are so good, you yes. know, and you're so faithful. And so I just am grateful to be a part of it. Don't you just love hearing the heart of one of our key leaders at Samaritan's Purse? Paula has a, such a surrendered spirit and I love hearing her wisdom and perspective over the many years of ministry here at Samaritan's Purse. Paula is often behind the scenes and I loved hearing her heart and testimony. Thanks for tuning in today. I pray you are encouraged and have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.